evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? everyone, it's Angry Depression Hour. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? Hey, welcome to the Big Bad Show. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and sitting in co-hosting with us is Christine Von Hagen this week. Hello. Hi, Christine. Yes. How are you? I'm in the role of blonde girl. Yes. Blonde girl number one. Number yeah. three. Well, actually, number three, technically. Yes. Yes. Well, Rebecca's a redhead, so. Is she? You could be blonde. No, blondie she's blondie blonde. Two. No, I think she's Kind of dirty well, red blonde red. hair. Yeah. No, anyway, she's yeah. blonde. She's dirty. Uh, who's the girl here? Exactly. That's okay. what we're arguing about. We're not going to argue oh, she's about dirty hair. red hair. You guys just <laughs> keep your eyes on your notes. Yeah. Okay. David's like, new girl. I like this. Um, so this week on the show, we're actually having two interviews. Uh, we're having Darcy Michael, a comedian from Vancouver, who's doing something very interesting and in breaking history in Canadian comedy this uh, last week, and we'll talk about that. And also uh, Dylan God, who's doing the Fringe in June in Toronto, a uh, stand-up comedian. He's doing his first Fringe show, so we'll talk to him later on in the show as well. And uh, I played uh, Barry Ontario this weekend at a pool hall. And uh, <laughs> all dreams come true. Yep. <laughs> yes, they do. And uh, the owner of the place was a little upset with me and uh, kind of pointed his finger in, in my face at one point. And I guess my reputation didn't precede me and nobody, you know, kind of bullies me. Or I always laugh when owners think this is going to help the situation, that they kind of get their back up with me. It's like, no, 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 that's only going to be worse in the situation. It's like, you know, you want me to do a good job? You buy time from me. You want nice time? You be nice to me. You be a fucktwad to me, then you're going to get fucking asshole shit from me. And that's, <laughs> asshole shit. Asshole shit. That's oh right. God, that's oh. the that's right. worst kind. That's or, a, best or, kind. or the all, best kind. It, it all worked out. It all worked out. I did my set, but you know there was that moment of like Darren just do forty five minutes of rape jokes and never come back here. Well, you shouldn't have done that because no. I, I have to go there next week. Exactly. And uh, but I've done this show before. Before it was a, a yuck yuck show. Mm-hmm. If someone's from the office is listening, you know, uh, f you very much. But it's like um, they said that uh, what was it? Uh, what was your issue with him? What was your issue with him? He wanted to start the show at ten. It was supposed to start at eight. Yeah, and... the issue was the contract was for eight o'clock, right. and he wanted to start it at ten. And he didn't come up to us and ask us. He just announced, "Hey, the show's going to start at 10. It's like, no, I'm fucking been here since seven thirty. Yeah, contract's a contract. You know, right. if you want to start a little later, we talk about that and we go back and forth. You don't just go and it's ten, and we go okay. You know, and me being the headliner, I, I know, unfortunately, I have to be the one to go, no, and be the one who kind of applies the idea of, no, maybe we'll wait till nine, no, ten, don't you tell me how to run my business, and his fingers in my face, and that's when I just left. I said, okay, I'm done. And, you know, the guy booking the show had to run out after me, and I'm like, just leave me alone for five minutes. He so almost cried, to too. He yeah. almost cried, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't leave there, don't leave there. But, but also, but, but your, one of your points was the fact that there were already people there yes. for the show. Yes. And that's another big issue, too, that I have when even comics do try to put on their own shows at, intimate, at, at, at like, these small little indie venues. Yep. And they want to keep holding the show and holding out for more audiences. But if there's anyone there, you're making the people that actually showed up on time. Yes, pissed. Fucking wait, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait two hours, not a half an hour, but two Two fucking hours. Right. And teach them that they don't need to arrive on time because, you know, it's yeah. negotiable when right. it's going to start anyway. Now, you know? was, was there a cover for the show? 
Uh, there was. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I want it to work because these people seem like afterwards everyone calmed down. They seem like okay people, uh, you know, and they want it to work. I get it. But you're not starting. You don't, you don't try to get a fucking beehive of bees out of your out of your backyard by shoving a stick at it. You, don't. you know, you try to get rid of it yeah. nice and calmly. You don't take a stick to it. And that's the problem with showbiz sometimes with what we do is they automatically think we're just some hired karaoke type situation and right. they can tell us what they can tell us. And that's it. It's our way or the highway. We're paying. That's my favorite thing. Uh, if I paid for you, you're going to do the show like this. Oh, I'll do you a fucking show, fucktard. Yeah. Well, and also, uh, when I was there before, like a, a week or two before, did they, did they, they, so they didn't have a sign there that said, uh, like, uh, come enjoy a free comedian. Because when no. I did the show there before, they had a big whiteboard set up. No. And you can, if you go to my Facebook page and one of my photos, I took a photograph of the sign that says, come and enjoy a free comedian, which makes right. you sound like a menu item, first right. of all. And, uh, and of course, that did not encourage anyone to go in the show because even if people pay two dollars right there's um, uh, some sort of investment right. like i'm gonna get my two dollars worth so i'm gonna pay attention to this mm-hmm. but then it also can be you know the flip side of it is hey i paid two bucks i'm gonna yell go fuck yourself for a while that's right so, so it's a double-edged sword and you know it, it's your dream come enjoy a free comedian come on dave uh, enough ladies <laughs> take you up on that offer sure come yeah. enjoy the free comedian i well i, I stuck around and i got to play yeah. to uh, 12 people they weren't yeah. even a good 12 either yeah, but I they know. were there did yeah. anyone stick around to enjoy the free comedian no uh, not no. at the end nope they cleared out and free. had a smoke outside very quickly <laughs> they didn't see your closer no uh, <laughs> actually you know what i didn't even get i i, I didn't even get to my closer so well. people missed out but you know the, the thing is all you can do in those kind of venues is just kind of barrel through it and you had a pet peeve that we were talking about before the show about how some canadian comics just kind of make fun of america to kind of get uh, that cheerleader response from the crowd oh well actually my, my biggest pet peeve is uh, when comedians say, uh, so I just became an uncle, and then that, and they want some sort of response from that. Right. But there are always tricks that comedians... Yay, hey, yeah. your sister fucked. Good for you. Right, yeah, two people fucked, and you didn't have anything to do with it. And now, and now why are we <laughs> applauding you again? Well, let's what, get your sister on the phone so she can hear this. Um, but it's like uh, when uh, yeah, Canadians uh, will push buttons, and then that's always a, a cheap one sure. to say, uh, hey, aren't those Americans dumb? Right. And I'm like, it's a big fucking country, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, a very, it's a very divided country of blue and red states and a lot of most of the blues are pretty cool and some of the reds are pretty cool too or but it's it's just you know it, it's just a cheap way to get applause and i always just hate those blanket statements of isn't this entire country dumb right yeah. you know and first of all most canadian comics would want to give a, a kidney to get a green card well exactly i mean like it's exactly what you said america is such a huge diverse country to be like oh they're all this it's like no Come yeah. to and especially for you, because you spent the majority of the last five years in America. I know. Right? I get so, overly American sometimes. What, what did you have to give up to get a green card? You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a whole other show, Dave. No, like, I don't know. A lot of money, for starters. Sure. Right, yeah. And but, my I fingerprints. Mean, when you come back, right, and yeah. you see comics doing that kind of, those kinds of jokes, I mean, it, it would bother me to begin with, and it does. But then I think if I spent time in a place that I wanted to be my home and knew that there was good parts about it, and just to do that kind of blanket statement, are you almost now like, hey, I'm kind of rooting for America here? Well, actually, I've been thinking about doing a show of the real differences between Canada and the U.S., because it's always like, oh, America's so racist. Like, have you been to Saskatchewan? Have you been to Alberta? Or they're right. so fat, or they're so this. Yeah. It's like, are you not looking at what's going on in Canada seriously? Right. Yeah. Like, really? Right. 
Like, if there were more Canadians, trust me, like, population is half the problem. Well, you know, I used to always make a reference on stage that we're just as bad as they are. They just have 1,500 channels talking about it, and we have three. So it's not a really a fair fight of, like, you know, these channels have to fill so much information. And, of course, what fills it? All these negative things get in the media. And 200 million more people. Right. Like, just so 200 even, million more. We're 32 million, and there are 300. So. Well, I didn't, my, math You're, is not my strong. No, I'm not my big on I, I'm <laughs> Okay. Not, well, at I'm least big on I just said at least. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. You knew where I was going. I, I, yeah. A I, lot, lots of people. There's lots, lots of people. people there. I hear you. But I am American. Burn, see, self-burn. Well, I think if you do it, you got to make sure you spend at least five minutes on the fact that we have alcohol in our beer. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. That's a big Ooh. one. But then we could cut. Yeah, exactly. But then it's like, have you ever been drinking hard liquor in an American bar? Oh man, three drinks no. later, oh, it is people, dangerous. Yeah. They don't understand. They don't really don't know what shot glasses are for. No. In the in the '90s, I went to Brock University, a university that still doesn't claim I went there, <laughs> uh, even though I graduated. That's another show. Uh, <laughs> we used to. Show. It's a border town, right? We used to St. Catharines near Niagara Falls. We used to go across the border and pay ten dollars to get into a place called the Pleasure Dome, and it would give you all the beer you want. Most Canadians are so stupid they drink this shitty draft beer or you could get bar shots for the same amount of money and you would get fucked up on the bar shots like people would get really fucked up because their liquor laws are way different there way harsher way higher alcohol content really harsh. And, like, you know, you'll go to brunch and it'll be, like, all you can drink for twelve ninety nine, yeah. And, like, yeah, it's a whole, drinking is a whole other sport. Like, shitty beer versus, you know, good Canadian beer aside. Right. It is a whole situation. Oh, yeah. Because I had a joke about, like, you think Americans don't know how to drink. It's like, yeah, their beer is shitty. But they drink a lot. Of hard liquor. Hard liquor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things like that that I'm just like. Ugh. Well, I always, I always love on the bottle of an American uh, bottle of uh, liquor, it says, may cause health problems. Yeah. And it's, or and, and temporary blindness. Temporary blindness Mad is Dog my 2020, favorite. Yep. Yep. Oh, there's some... Remember when we got the 5 o'clock gin? Oh, yeah. And yes. in, a, in, a, in a good plastic... Uh, it came in a plastic jug. Yes. Yeah. And it was like $10 for a liter. Yeah. So some of those bottles just had a question mark on it. <laughs> I remember everybody... <laughs> you read the ingredients, it just says, what are you, gay? Yeah. Keep drinking. Just drink this. <laughs> everybody in my, in my university was would talk about Mad Dog 2020, how it's all fucked up, and it says may cause temporary blindness. And so these people went over across the border, got some product back and this nice little girl who lives on my floor she doesn't you know she always came across really nice she got totally fucked up on this shit and like double banged two dudes like she never had the same reputation again supposedly i mean this is what they say and she's like this alcohol is the devil alcohol it's like yeah obviously it is like you went from fucking you know oh let's go to church to double banging dudes that's more than just temporary blindness yeah that's temporary (laughs) sluttiness i think that should be on the bottle i know could cause temporary sluttiness i'm just gonna hang out Morning. I'm going to hang out at liquor stores, and when I see someone leaving with a 5 o'clock bottle of gin, yeah. i just be like, where are you going to be in five hours? Yeah. Do you want to take advantage of this free comedian? Yeah. Yeah. Just bring exactly. that sign with yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, it felt so humiliating. Come and enjoy a free comedian. <laughs> All right. All right. We, we got to get going, yeah. um, but uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Darcy Michaels uh, about uh, uh, him, his project of uh, yep. putting his uh, thing out on uh, the internet and yep. stuff. Yep. And, and I think this is great, because I always think that we should get uh, comedy out of pool halls. And, uh, and on back. to the internet. <laughs> hey, That's right. Yo, is there comedy on the internet now? Yeah, Someone was... has to listen to our pro-American oh, stance. Shitty That's old right. man. Okay, cool. Show me on the dial where the bad man touched you. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. I'm Glenn Cross, Toronto Playboy, and you're listening to Anything Goes on XM. 
anything goes. Still waiting for the bestiality videos to get their own category at the Adult Video Awards. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Okay, we're back from the break, and joining us in the studio, a Vancouver comedian Darcy Michael is with us today. Yeah, he is. What's up, everybody? Ooh, all the way from <laughs> Vancouver. Our budget goes up. Yeah, what's up? It, yeah. Uh, you guys have the, uh, the in the basement here of XM Studios. <laughs> That's right. Don't come Don't in, burst come the bubble. In, yeah, knock on the black door. I felt like I was going to a glory hole. I was like, what kind of place is hey, this? Let me tell you, 9-12, we still did a show. That's all we got to say. <laughs> we're in the fucking basement. Uh, now, you're in town. Last week, you did something very interesting, groundbreaking in Canadian comedy, at least. Um, you released a special. You recorded a, a, a DVD-type special how long ago? Uh, we recorded it uh, in late February. In, okay. Uh, at the Toronto Yak X. Okay. Uh, and then we uh, we we copied Louis C.K. We released it online on Thursday. It went live. So, uh, it, but ours includes uh, separate audio as well, so people can have the CD and the DVD. Right. And it's only three bucks. DarcyMichael.com. Uh, everyone's like, "Oh, you're groundbreaking. You're doing the first Canadian." I'm the first Canadian to copy Louis C.K. Right. That's right. all yeah. I've done. Right. Right. Uh, why 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 three bucks over five? Did you not think that you were worth an extra two? Or? No. You know what it is. Louis C.K. is a fucking God. So I said to the guys, I was like, "What? What do you charge when you're, you're not 60% a God?" God. You're sixty percent God. You're sixty percent. You know, like let's take ego out of this. And I was like, if he's charging five dollars, then fuck, I should be three bucks. And maybe we're even pushing it a bit. You know, two right. fifty. You know, uh, and and I just wanted it's it's a short special. It's thirty five minutes long, uh, and I, I just wanted it to be affordable so people could get it. You know. I just, yeah. Now, does it have the same technology in terms of people can, there's no encryption on it, so they can do whatever they want they with it? They can do whatever they want with right. it. Right. Yeah, it, uh, it's just a straight-up file. I don't understand all that technical shit. Right, but, right. Uh, we don't have the streaming option, because I just was like, let's just let them download it. Yeah. And, uh, Why complicate but, it? Well, exactly. I, it's really exciting. Like I found Louis really kind of uh, proved to everybody that there's still a way to make money from the internet, and not only can you do it, but you can cut out the middleman, because if we, if we release this on iTunes, we'd have to charge twenty bucks. Yeah, I know. And you know, the whole the whole thing is in the last five years. That's what he's been doing. He's been kind of changing the way stand up comedy is. Like they said, you can never have a show about stand up comedy and yourself. And his show is groundbreaking in that regard. And mm-hmm. the way he writes a new hour every year, even though Carlin did it for as long as he did, all of a sudden that's groundbreaking now. The fact he does it, I I, I personally didn't find it that groundbreaking because Carlin had done it. But yeah. I found it more refreshing, I guess, is the term. But yeah, he's he's kind of you know he's cleaning the path of right you know he's not paving it but he's cleaning it up yeah, yeah. being like all right you little fuckers this yeah. is what we should be doing uh and it's it's very it's motivating for me you know i was uh, i was really kind of uh inspired by it yeah hey, is, is there any reason why you chose toronto and why you chose the the yuck yucks downtown club to do it in uh it's i do like that club it's right. a it's a fun audience the vibe is really good mm-hmm. and i'm you know i'm originally from toronto Kind of thought it was uh, it meant uh, meant a little bit to me to do it, and uh, the production company was here, here and too, XM yeah. was coming yeah, to exactly. record the CD. So, yep. uh, and, and you know, like it's the, Toronto's the center of the fucking universe. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> well, we say that. Yeah, right? yeah, I know, Whoa. I know. That's why we did the premiere here too. Everyone was like, "Well, why aren't you doing one in Vancouver?" And it's like, "Well, apparently, yeah. uh, we have yeah. to do it at the center." 
Well, one of the things I thought was kind of cool about just even the concept of, of uh, getting your comedy out there uh, in this style is that comics can really choose their own venue and choose a venue that more is more suitable to them. Yeah. In the sense that, like, I mean, I like the downtown club, too, and you don't need a big audience for it to be a good crowd. Yeah. But even if you wanted to do it at, like, a smaller venue, like the Rivoli that holds, like, 120 sure. people, yeah. and people might be like, oh, I always have good shows here, and but, you know, if you had an outside production company that said, oh, no, well, we want a bigger venue, and we want more people. And yeah. So I, but because sometimes people are sort of like, you know what, I... I sometimes rather have 80 people that are really into the show oh, yeah. than like 300 oh, that you yeah. have to really oh completely wrangle in. And well, and I I, uh, I wanted it to, like, when you watch the special, it really feels like you're sitting in the audience. The yeah. way they set up the cameras and stuff, it's really it's really intimate. But I wanted it to be like, if you came to see me live in a club, this is what you're going to get. Because they did want to do a theater. They were going to rent a little theater. It was like 400 seats. And I was like, ah, fuck that. That's a tough sell, man. Maybe, it is. Yeah. Maybe it's that, like, weird humbling part of, like, being Canadian and that you're sort of like I don't I don't deserve a 400 yeah, yeah I know I I was like, like, no I was more like how much is that gonna fucking cost me <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that's true too because like when Louis CK was talking about his special he was saying when he broke it down he said okay well I've spent this much on production it cost me this much yeah. to uh, like do uh, put all these bits and pieces together and then he's talked about how much money he's taking home for himself yeah and in the fact that w Doing it this way, we can dictate our own venues. And we can just say, "I want to do it here because I like this place, and yeah. I always have good shows here." Well, it, I think it's, it's cool. cost me like it's cost a fortune to set the website up to be able oh, to yeah. do it all and everything. Sure. So we have to sell a lot of copies before I start seeing bank. But you know, even if it, I'm not doing it for money, I want it to get out there. And my, you know, like I don't want the only thing people see me doing is fucking comedy now. Well, ex and exactly. CBC shows. It's like no, I I I like to cuss a lot. Well, Check and it out. like is in, in the fact that like uh, you know you're you're doing this on your own did you go out of your way not to edit did you edit it down at all or did no, you cut it down we took out one one section uh, there's a 20 second thing uh, ad lib that I did that was so fucking racist that I just didn't want to how come you took that out I took it out because I was like oh my mom out. is gonna hate me you know now, like, see, that's yeah. the one, that's the you can't make seconds. fun of Chinese people I told well, you that before that's what I did they were in the front row he's no, from Vancouver he can't I, uh, help himself no it was a really even in the moment I was like I can't believe I just said that you know and the audience loved it and it, when you watched it it, it didn't come across but uh, okay. I didn't want to live with it for 20 right. years right know? well if it didn't work then it didn't work yeah. but it was sort of like oh man I, I killed when I talked about these Chinamen in the front row. I'm just, Chinamen. Chinamen. I'm just saying they did Dave a lot of making this work. They did a lot of good work on the railroads in this country yeah. before. The uh, Orientals. Yeah. That's what my mom always says. I'm like, you can't actually say that anymore, mom. Yeah, but that's no. weird. You know what? I'm I'm not. I'm going to go out on a limb here. In my hometown, Brantford, Ontario, we had a restaurant called the Oriental, and it was <laughs> Asians ran it and owned it. So it's like even in my town, we didn't know there was a bad term till like definitely. But 2000s. that is Brantford. Of course know, it is. Like, of course it is. It's right next to the N word cafe. <laughs> 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 well, that's true. And the C word uh, uh, shelter. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, was that terrible? Yeah. You had to go there. Oh. That, that's not going to make the special. Jesus, day, no. that twenty were you seconds cut. Particular about the material you wanted to do? Like, no. did you have chunks, or were you just like, I no, want to have a good set? I just and... wanted to have fun, and we we recorded a few shows. But I got this one uh, when we when I got off stage from this one, I just turned to the producers and I was like, "That's the one." 
Yeah. I don't even need to see the other ones. Like, uh, it was, and you know, I don't know. Like, I always have my notebook on stage with me, and so I was going over and making notes, and you know, switching things around during the show. Because again, I just wanted it to be like, hey, this is what I, this is, Perfect, yeah. this is what I do. Now, uh, were you disappointed with the turnout of your other sort of uh, TV appearances? Like, you didn't mention Comedy Now and some of the CBC stuff. I hate my Comedy Now. I think oh, who loves their Comedy Now? But, like, they, other these... than Dave Martin, Dave Martin, <laughs> still, yeah, yeah, Dave, Dave Martin. Martin. <laughs> still I, still has a good comedy now. I, it's it's the I, little things. That... Well, it's it's so weird. Like, cause I did it so young. I was so early into it. I think I was two, three years on uh, right. with stage experience, uh, and uh, uh, my energy was totally different. I just stood at the microphone, you know, and I did the and they literally took the first twenty two minutes. Like they didn't, they didn't. Like it ends on like I did. I think I did forty minutes in the taping, and from minute. 20 to minute 30 was all fucking filler, you know? I was mm-hmm. like, I gotta just give them the time so I'll fill it. And so it ends on this midget joke that I've never told uh, other than in the taping. And it's like, I hate it so much and they play right. it all the time. That's why I wanted to, that's why I changed my look so much because I'm like, I don't want people to know that's me. <laughs> Your comedy now? Yeah. Lost yeah. Wow. Inspired you to lose? Yeah. How much have you lost now? Can we 120 pounds. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. I was a fat son of a bitch. And how did it start? What was like the breaking point? You well, went gluten free. Yeah, I found out I was uh, I was celiac, and so I like that was kind of the thing. But uh, I had colon cancer. Ah. Uh, they uh, oh, oh. Ooh, tell oh, me that more. How can I, I get that, that to lose weight? I want to get that to lose weight. I know. I, I, I always say cancer was the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, no, there's, it, there's lots of other ways you can sell your DVD special. Yeah. <laughs> and it could come back anytime now. And I have a child to feed, so for a simple three dollars, I haven't eaten in a week. <laughs> I've been I haven't. Year. Toilet paper and hot sauce. The taste price delicious. of one Starbucks coffee. The price of one Starbucks coffee will feed my child. But I mean, it must be cool to have that sort of. Uh, I was going to say colon cancer. No, but it must be. But to, like, do a special where you feel like you, you are in con- complete control of it. Because I know that after oh, sometimes you do something on TV, you just kind of walk away and go. And you have no control. Well, on the I edit. hope that works I've, out. I've always enjoyed my CBC stuff. Like uh, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival does a great job editing people's right. sets and stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, this one for me, I hate watching myself. So a lot of the time, it was me just kind of giving input from what I remembered. I've never watched the entire thing, but I've had my people watch it and they've right. given their notes and stuff but it really is kind of uh it's just fun you know it's, I, I i get a little weirded out by the hey me look at me you know like on twitter and facebook you have to do all this stuff to try and get people to buy it and i feel like a bit of an asshole all the time being like hey it's monday have you bought my special yet kind of well, thing. yeah but, so now i'm just gonna start posting pictures of my emaciated child <laughs> <laughs> my, one of my favorite things is always like you know after someone uh dies and people do the whole thing on facebook of like rest in Peace, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah. And then I always find it funny. It's like, when's the next time that they're going to actually plug like one of their shows or their CD or their podcast after they do a rest in peace mention? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, it's so sad that that person died. Hey, come and check out my website. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like that. Either that or you're hashtagging it uh, on Twitter and then yeah. adding the rest in peace. I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to buy my DVD at DarcyMichael.com. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Now the future for you after you obviously you want to push this special it's going to be on the web for you know a year or two years but you also have something else that's coming up or you're in the works of doing something else so what exactly is that I, I just filmed a talk show pilot 
right. with Frantic Films, and uh, we filmed at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Actually, we did. Uh, I did forty-five hours of interviews over seventy-two hours. Oh, it was insane amount of work. But it's wow. called uh, it's called The Skinny with Darcy Michael, and it's a gorgeous set. Uh, I can't say what network or anything yet. Right, but it's gonna be. It's a dream come true, and. Hopefully, it uh, when people see it, they'll buy the fucking DVD as well. Well, of course, of course, as a tie-in. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but what is the show? Is it you interviewing comics then? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's a totally casual sit down uh, sit down show, uh, and it's pretty wild. Like it, you know, I'm just hanging out, and it's a conversation right. uh, with comics. So we had some amazing guests. We had Harlan Williams, <laughs> Caroline Ray, Alan Thick. Uh, and uh, David Steinberg was probably wow. one of my. Uh, That's great. Yeah, that was a huge one. I just talking to him. We talked for about forty-five minutes, and it was fascinating. Was there? Were you influenced by him at all? Because oh, I mean, he's yeah. like a. He's like a. a you kind of got to know your comedy to know he, David Steinberg. He follows me on Twitter. What's up? Well, does he really? What's up? Wow. Yeah. It, uh, uh, yeah. No, he. Uh, I didn't know much actually about him. Until I started, when we booked him for the show, I started doing my own research on him. Right. And I was just like, how did I not know that this guy existed? Like, I knew, oh, yeah. I knew about him from the Smothers Brothers, but yep. I, didn't, I didn't put it together until I started looking at it. And, he, like, the guy's a god. Yeah. And he has a show, uh, basically the same as mine, on Showtime called Inside Comedy. Uh, and so I kind of felt hacky being like, hey, want to come on my show? I'm yeah. doing exactly what you're doing. Right. Yeah, uh, can I ask you when? Uh, how long have you been doing stand up? Uh, this is my seventh year. Seventh year, and uh, were you out um, before you started oh, doing yeah. stand up? Oh yeah, no, I uh, I got into stand up because I got married. Uh, to my husband Jeremy, and at my wedding, I gave a really funny speech. Yeah. And my husband said uh, he was like, "You should try stand up." And little did he know the beast he was creating. You know, I'd done acting and improv and all that stuff before, but I'd never even seen stand up comedy before. I went to my first club and did did a set. Oh, that's, that's really wild. But I mean, like, did you? And and as soon as you got on stage, you were out immediately. Like, there was oh yeah, no, no. Because I, I, mean, I, I decided right off the bat, I was like, I'm either always going to talk about it. Or I'm never going to talk about it. Right. And I was like, it, I made the decision that no matter where I was in the world performing, no matter who I was in front of, I was always going to talk about being gay. Uh, and so, and I've stuck to it, you know, and <laughs> much to the chagrin of my parents when I'm like, I'm going to Medicine Hat next week. And they're like, you're never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> It uh, yeah, it's pretty great. I uh, I love it. I love seeing the well. Now I look like such a screaming queen that I don't really even have to come out to the audience anymore. Whereas before, when I was the beast, I uh, it was really fun to see the audience's reaction to it. And then w did you was the crowd kind of divided? I mean, could some of the did some of them know already? And oh, then yeah. some of them were sort of like, oh shit, now I gotta fucking no, I'm listening yeah, to like, a gay guy. Uh, sometimes I don't even come out until like thirty minutes into a show. So I think at that point they're so fucking in love with me because I'm so adorable. <laughs> what are they gonna? do be like wow he likes dick and i do i do like dick it's the cum diet that's how i lost all the weight well it's a high protein yeah yeah, yeah that's it's right the same protein as an egg yeah is it really yeah yep. less yep. calories i yep. love darren's like yep, yep. oh yep. yeah yeah it yep. is yep. yeah yeah i'm an few carbs. expert yep. <laughs> very few carbs. few carbs i've been eating my own cum and it's doing nothing for me <laughs> oh, i didn't realize you gotta eat other people's cum <laughs> yeah, that's what you gotta other do other people's cum that's right. Right. well darren also, also believes in recycling too so it's his recycling program as well what goes Awful. in must come out. That's right. Oh. What comes out must come back in. Okay, so we uh, only have a couple minutes left, so I want to make sure I get this right. So if they go to DarcyMichael.com, yep. they can download the $3 special. Yeah, you just it's the same uh, setup as Louis. It's through PayPal, and okay. uh, we just need... Uh, 
You just uh, enter your email address in and uh, send the money, and then the download's yours. Okay, and future dates are all obviously still listed on the website. And do you have anything coming up in the next month or two that you want? Uh, I'm in London, Ontario next week, okay. living the dream. You are, uh, and then uh, I'm in June. I have a big uh, a big show at the Gladstone Hotel for Pride. Okay, I'm doing. Uh, I do a show in Vancouver every year called the Gayest Show on Earth, and it's a Pride variety hour where I take part in stand up, sketch, improv. Uh, dancing, music, and drag. I do it with all these other queer artists. And so we're doing it at the Gladstone Hotel for three nights. The- are those your favorite kind of crowds, or are they gay crowds? Oh, fuck no. They're okay, so good. bitchy. <laughs> not oh, good, but I'm just... so I'm... judgy. No, and I love and you're, fucking you're being, straight you're not, guys. You're, yeah, you're, you're being serious. Right? I, like, well, it, it's a harder audience. It is. I, it I'm is, not a fan of it. Uh, I love the community because they they challenge me to, sure. to keep their attention. But, you know, if you look at the history of how many... Uh, you know, like Kathy Griffin is a is a gay icon, and sure. you know, like all, you know, like Joan Rivers. There's never been like a male gay comedian that's an icon because they all think they're fucking funny. So they're like, right. why would I? Why would I listen to Ant? You know, well, why would, <laughs> well, yeah, why, why, would, why would you listen to Ant? Yeah. You know, but like, so it is. It, it's it's harder. But these shows, the the gayest show on earth, is so fun for me to do. And it, uh, it is is it straight friendly? Oh, for sure. Okay, if you want, right. yeah, come down. I'm gonna put a dress on. You'll see my balls. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah Are you talking great. to me or you? I'm talking to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone. Dave is like right. fiddling around in oh, his Dave's chair. Awkward. Ever since the cum talk, I've, he's like, no, I gotta no. go, you guys. If Dave starts dropping weight like a maniac, we're all gonna know. We're gonna he's know guzzling. what time it is. Yeah. Come diet, cum Dave. You're lucky Darren's in another room. You don't know what he's doing right now. <laughs> I'm testing it out. I just dropped five pounds. I'm like fucking Angus Young ACDC during the show. All the sweat from my balls and the cum, and I eat it, and that's all. That was thank all. God, oh, thank, thank Thunderstruck. God no one's listening. Thunderstruck. <laughs> all right, uh, thank you very much for coming in this week, uh, Darcy. And, thank you, guys. And, uh, and everyone knows where to find you on the web and, uh, yep. and buy yeah. a special. Awesome. And Twitter and Facebook, the shit out of it. Yeah. I love it. Make Twitter Shut your, your mouth, Von Hagen. Make Twitter your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Proving once again cats are smarter than humans, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Well, hello there. This is James B. in your ear. You're listening to XM Radio Laugh Attack with Dave Martin and the oh-so-sick Darren Frost. Wipe off your face. We're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey, everybody. We're back from the break. And uh, during the break, like always, me and Dave got in a little bit of a fight. But now we're okay. A little bit right? of a fight. We, we went a whole week with not speaking to each other. Exactly. And just texting. Me- text, That's right. Text That's, messaging each other. That's oh. what it's gotten down to. Yeah. yeah we're like two chicks uh, fighting over the same dude. Don't call me. We'll just text. I don't even know who the proverbial dude is. Either. Well, you don't want to know. The, I, I, I Actually, I would like to know, but I don't at this moment. So. Anyways, keeping, uh, with I, the, with I, the I, gay, wait, keeping with the gay <laughs> theme. Mom and dad are fighting. <laughs> keeping with the gay theme in I the had, studio. I had a question with... Uh, uh, for Darren, before we get on to uh, Dylan Gott, uh, who's going to be uh, doing a fringe play at the, this year's Toronto Fringe Festival, yes. Dylan. Uh, Hell yeah. Okay. I wanted to ask Darren a question. There's a, yes. been a, a, a story that's been in the news lately, and I wanted to ask Darren, while he was working on the uh, movie uh, Hairspray yep. uh, with John Travolta, yes. at any point did John Travolta ask you to massage his penis? 
No, but he kept uh, coming up behind me, and I felt a snake or like a kind of like a rod hit me in the back a few times. And he was like, "That's just a broom." <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. There was no broom. I kept turning around. I kept falling for it. There was no broom. I'm like, "Are you sweeping up? You don't have to do that. They hire people to do that." He's like, "No, that's what I do." You know, I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." And well, then there was all kinds of oil everywhere. That was fucking weird too. It's like this is slippery. This is a hazard. Oh, I'll bend over and fix it. And don't worry, like, it'll get sticky soon. Yeah. That, that, what is your? Uh, that was a fantastic Travolta. You're you like way my, too <laughs> proud of that Travolta. I know. My Travolta will always be Vinny Barbarino. I don't it care is. what he could yep. cure cancer and be like, "Hey, Mr. Carter, look, I just cured the cancer." <laughs> it's like so weird. But so, so uh, John Travolta never came on to you, Darren? No, never. No, I don't think. I think he likes masculine, you know, dudes, and I look like fucking Danny DeVito. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> You'd make his cock look so big in your little hands like that. <laughs> Why do you think that way? That's weird. That's where well, he immediately went. That's weird, Dave. Did you know, I was in, I was in uh, Edmonton, and they had those urinals at a bar that looked like the giant mouths. Have you ever seen those yes, before? Yes, yes. Oh, and, yeah. uh, the, and the mouths were not gender-specific, so I, I felt like I needed to go and uh, use a, one of the washroom stalls. I didn't want to use one of the urinals, because yeah. it would be like, ah, I want, I, want, I want a lady mouth. Yeah, I don't want I a guy. Sure. So you kind of just like, put lipstick on it. Yeah. Well, no, they were red. They were. It was a red, yeah, ur- just red give ceramic. A, 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 me, I just gave it a mustache. Just smeared my shit on the top and just put my cock in. I don't you, care. You gave a dirty Sanchez just, to the urinal? Right. Fucking right I did. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and he wonders why he's not allowed to play Edmonton. That's anyway. right. Woo. Uh, sitting in the studio with us, keeping with the gay theme, is pop culture expert. Isn't that right, Dylan? Aren't you a pop culture? All the young comics are pop culture experts now, aren't they? Oh, yeah, man. I just got listen- finished listening to One Direction. So. <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, all I right. Know, I know know my stuff. Are That's you sweet. are you looking forward to uh, Diablo 3 coming out this <laughs> evening? I didn't even know Diablo 3 was coming out. It is I think people are already camping out for it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh. Dave is harder That's than so fucking good. John Travolta the massage therapist. I, no, I, I never played Diablo 1 or 2. So. Oh no. No, I listened, I'm, I missed out on that. Uh, it's funny how if uh, you're not into video games and you have glasses, you immediately get defensive. <laughs> yeah. Like I do too. I do too. People will be like, uh, you like Star Trek? No, I like Star Trek I like sports." And then uh, it just gets really awkward for me. I don't like Star Trek, just Next Generation and uh, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Picard was so much superior anyway. Okay, great. but have you seen Trekkies 1 and Trekkies 2? I haven't seen any of the Trekkies. Oh, well then, yeah. You'll Fuck, be fine. man, you got to get a makeover. Your look is not working <laughs> for you. Your look screams, this is the kind of thing I like, and that's I not know. the thing. I know, but like, I'm legitimately worried if I got contacts, I think they would just like kill my eyes. Right. And I always get drunk and sleep in my glasses. <laughs> So, do you apologize to your glasses in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I try and, no, yeah, 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 well... You'll put your glasses on your cock and have like a dick nose or anything like that. It's like, oh, I'm sorry I did that to like, two glasses last night. And then you put that dick nose inside a dirty Sanchez uh, urinal and a. Yeah. Like then I put Chuck lipstick cheese. on, yeah. yeah. In a Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, that wasn't a Chuck E. Cheese. That's where I did it, yeah. <laughs> Fuck the kids. That's what I said. <laughs> and, that, and then he was told to leave Chuck That's E. Right. Cheese immediately. Edmonton. Edmonton. Once, Edmonton. once he said, Fuck the kids, he was like, No, yeah. no, uh, figuratively. Yeah. yeah. I have kids. I would never do that. I mean, if I did, I would. No. So, Dylan, you're doing a fringe play this year. <laughs> Hell yeah. Segway. What a segue on Segway Dave there. Thank Pop you. culture expert, fringe play. Yeah. That's how it works, guys. What's the title of the play? Uh, Dylan Got Medicine Woman. Oh. Okay. That's, uh, now, what? Uh, now, do you want to do, do you feel comfortable calling this a play? It's, uh, uh, it's like a one man show stand up thing. Right. Uh, so is this the first hour that you've pretty much written and you're presenting it as a one-man show, or did you sit down and write different stuff just for this? 
Um, well, it's pretty much, I had like 75, but I trimmed it down to an hour. And I know that sounds ridiculous because I middle at yuck yucks. But no, yeah, but I had 75. I trimmed it down to an hour of just like story stuff that I'm actually proud of rather than the extra 15 minutes. It's just like, this will get me by in a club. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Like we all been there where, you know what I mean? You have the jokes you don't necessarily like. So I dropped all those and I've just added stories about me being sad and weird. <laughs> Well, what's 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 cool about doing like a well, a play or even like a fringe play is like people are are there to see like a, a show, and so you don't feel like I got I got to get these people on my side. Like they're they're committed for an hour, and you can basically just do whatever you want. I always find that's one of the things that comics screw up on when they exactly. have the opportunity to do a, to have a stage and do whatever they want. And they're no, just yeah. like, this is me for an hour. Exactly. I uh, the one thing I really liked about it actually is I read some reviews from last year. There is a couple one-man shows, and like uh, I read some some positive reviews and some negative reviews of some people. Right. And the negative reviews were exactly what I hate when stand up what stand ups do. Do you right. know what I mean? Like when guys pull that old trick, I'm like, oh, I fucking hate that, but it works in a club. Yeah. And this guy's just tearing that apart, being right. like. You can't just, uh, if you flip something on his head, it's got to be a lot more clever than this, and you can't just do something just to be offensive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, you, if you're talking about something, you're generally just talking about it, but you can't just have the punchline be like, and then he was retarded. Do you know what I mean? Right. And yeah. uh, I just found like, oh, wow, this guy actually would kind of maybe appreciate what I'm doing. But it's also really daunting because I have no idea what the theater audience would find. Do you, do you do this? This is always a good thing to do in uh, one-man shows. Uh, do you uh, go under different lights <laughs> yes, to yes. represent different parts of your... <laughs> I'm under a Childhood. blue light. Yeah, I'm under a blue light now, and that means that I, you know... That, st- uh, this is me when I'm as a child, and Noah, and now a red light, and I'm a frustrated uh, youngster. <laughs> do you do that at all? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my play starts out with uh, me on a stool, and I said, oh, I didn't see you there. And then oh, uh, oh. I turn around, and I'm like, wow, wow. 26 years ago. You, you, <laughs> give or take a bunch of years. Uh, or you know what I find is good? You should get a broom and just start uh, sweeping up in yeah. the audience. Is <laughs> That's a huge one. And then you, and then you go, oh, oh, hi there. Oh, oh, look. Oh, I didn't see you there. Well, uh, look at what a lovely theater we have here. <laughs> when did he turn into like a guy in the bayou? What or the fuck was that all about? My song from oh, the hello south. There. Oh, hello there. Look at here. I got some lovely stories stop about it, Dave. this theater. Dave, stop. stop. Now, now it's just getting black. these walls could talk. <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay, so... So do you have a set? <laughs> I don't have a set. I think it's a, it's a stool and okay. uh, and out. then guys guys a microphone. Whoa. Um, Whoa. And I I think my uh I might draw a weird picture and put it up on Bristol board or something. Right. Just so it'll be like I have a set, I guess. Cuz they've been like really uh, they've used the words de jour a lot to me in <laughs> reference to like who I'm getting to get to be my stage manager. And I was like, I, I don't wow. know. Yeah. I was like, de jour. like every email I've got has had the word de jour in it. Hmm. It's weird. I'm just, I don't know. I didn't it didn't have like soup it. of the, de- <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, soup now did you have a, do you have a director for this? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> um, now it's... why did you choose? Now I always, now I know personally. I would always suggest someone to have a director, or at least just someone to sit there and, and watch sort of you do rehearsals. Because I mean, comics always think that like, oh man, everything I do is awesome. This is, oh, I don't need any opinions. Who are those? That's for that's no, for yeah. weirdos. No, no, I'm the best. Yeah, okay, that's good. what I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, um, no, I I don't know. I just never. I got. I showed it to a couple of people. I did a kind of like a, a test run of it, 
at the comedy bar in June. Yep. June. Oh, okay. No, that June hasn't happened yet. J- January. Um, and uh, I pretty much got a bunch of feedback on that, and they were like, oh, I'll switch this up and change that and uh, stuff. I was like, okay. So I got a bunch of feedback, and now I'm just generally trying to wing it on my own. Now, how long, you, how long have you done stand-up for in total? Seven years. Right. And, you know, I give you a lot of credit because a lot of guys wouldn't do a fringe play uh, this early, some are, but some are delusional. Um, but <laughs> but uh, I I've seen your stand up. I like your stand up. I know you can do oh, at least nice. thirty minutes in a row that isn't hacky <laughs> and is good. In a so, row. No, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I've seen you as a middle. I haven't just seen you do short sets. Is what I mean. And so you know, I'm not saying the jump from thirty to an hour isn't a big jump. Of course it is. But you definitely have the stage legs to be able to pull something off. So I think you know, if the fact that you're seven years in, that says that says a lot that you're willing to try. Oh yeah, man, and like I, I trust. But a lot me, of I, comics haven't done it. I mean, I'm 20 years in. I've never done a fringe. I mean, I do an hour every night, anyways, and I make it my own fringe play sometimes. <laughs> but I've never done it as a fringe. Have you done it, Christine? Have you ever done that? Uh, Lori and I did that oh, other right. show, Dick Whipped, in the fringe. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes you did. I forgot. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes. Let me let me just quickly take you to Darren's house when one of his kids goes, "What's all that screaming in the basement, uh, mommy?" Oh, that's Darren doing his fringe play. That's what that's going on there. That's. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, Dave. <laughs> exactly. You see how nobody laughed, Dave? Well, no, well, you said every night I do an hour. Jesus. Every Christ. night you do an hour? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, every night, Dave. Is that why is that why you guys are separated? So exactly. you guys yeah, we're not in the same fight? room. That's Absolutely. Right. We're texting each other right now. And uh, go ahead, Dave. <sighs> okay. I was just going to say, I, like, how long have you been? Have, is this the first time that you applied to the Fringe? Yeah, this is the first time I applied. Um, and when well, you got it, did a... you go, holy fuck, I can't believe this. Oh, no. I was like, when I got it, I was like, oh, shit. Now yeah, I got to do exactly. this. Like, it was because uh, yeah. I broke my I broke my ankle uh, around the same time Dave did. Yeah. we did. Me and Dave did shows in Ottawa. Um, and we were crippled. both had a broken ankle. Ooh. He had a cane and I was on crutches. It was two the best. Two men, two legs. Wow. And then didn't later <laughs> on in the week for the Friday, Saturday, didn't I go back to crutches? I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you went yeah. back to crutches yeah. and uh, there was no, I was like non-weight bearing. So like literally I would have to do my set. Like by the time my closer hit, uh, I remember that like I can't feel either of my feet. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to get off Man, the stage. If, if you guys had a hemophiliac on the show, you could call yourself two crips in a blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually some comics joke that I just stole there. That's I can't okay. remember who it was, but uh, it, was, it, it fits it. in. So that ma- matters. How, <laughs> do, do, does, the, uh, does the pretentiousness of theater crowds uh, intimidate you at all? It scares the shit out of me. Right. Uh, and it's, how are you I, getting around that? Um, I'm still going <laughs> to tell stories about farting in McDonald's. Uh, right. There's no way around. Like, I just have what I have. And it's like, well, you guys like this? Or, like, you'll find it either good or bad. And I have no idea. Because um, I, I did a fringe play before, uh, and it did, pretty, it did pretty well. But the thing that struck me about it, it was called Charles Manson and Timothy Leary in Folsom Prison. And this guy wrote it as a drama, but people reacted to it like it was a comedy. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it was like a hilarious comedy. And I was like, none of this is funny at all. And then, uh, and then I applied for the French. <laughs> like, it's like one of those things where I was like, people might see this as a sad, lonely men's journey. Oh, he just can't help but eat McDonald's, can he? Well, I, oh, my you know, God. I think, that, I think that you'll be surprised at how much... Uh, theater crowds, as you know, as oh, as theater crowds think they go, be all like oh, you know, uh, all uh, high and stuff like that. I think you'll be surprised how much they might embrace farting and burping and like yeah, yeah. you know. And, and, I'm expecting a lot of smashed and, monocles at these shows. <laughs> Good lord, <laughs> brother! I brought my mother here. And I hear this man yapping with a foul mouth. 
but uh, but I I think that uh, like have you have you tried to retailer yourself your stuff to a theater people or you just no man I just uh, the the, the... I guess the theater thing is uh, that I've done is kind of like long, more long form stories. But when I'm in a club, I shorten up those stories anyway. Right. So it's just how long the story is is just how long the story is now. And I can go with the endings that I really have. That in people in clubs, like literally, like it's doing well, it's doing well, it's doing well. And then I go with the original ending. People go like, oh, <laughs> like it's just that happens. And I never, I know I'm like, and the next thing. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like the awe ending will actually do better than. When you do when you do those stories in a club, you'll is there a part of you that wishes that you could be true to how the story actually is rather than like oh for know, sure right. for sure I always I always try and like on the Saturday try and be like I'm gonna see if this works finally and then I'm like still doesn't had to dig myself out of that hole all right and then just go on with it you know like um like I have one story but the first time I was on stage I got uh not I wasn't doing comedy. But I got a, th- a tampon thrown at me. Oh, was uh, it a, a, a clean one or a used? No, or? no, no, no. <laughs> she put took it out of her body. No, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, she yeah, did. Yeah, she did. It was no. A, there's a place called the Rocket. I don't know if you guys remember the Rocket on Church. Uh, yes, uh, okay. I do actually. Yeah, the did Rocket on into, Church. Did that turn into the one near McVeigh's, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, was it, it uh, uh, back to the tampon? Who cares about the geography? <laughs> no, back to the tampon. No, no, Darren, no. I'm going to talk about this bartender. You, like, you'll, no. you'll, you'll like this part, Dan, uh, Darren. It was, it was used to be a tranny bar. It's now a tranny bar, isn't it? Right. I don't know. I think it's a like a tranny bar. You seem the authority on tranny bars. I, know, I, yeah. not, I didn't mean to go for that obvious horrible joke. No, I just I've been <laughs> I've I've been on the patio at McVeigh's and uh, I've seen like sort of questionable he/she's. Well, you know what happened <laughs> after after they see that tampon. No more tampons. It's gonna be a tranny bar. <laughs> that no, changed no the whole thing. No more girls tampons. only. Yeah. Fake girls only. <laughs> This wow. is what real girls do. That is too much. Oh, yeah. What were you doing on stage? Well, me and... Uh, and also, was it red when it hit you? I want to know if it was at that oh. time. I didn't notice okay. uh, Well, of course after. it would be that time. Why yeah. else yeah. would she have a tampon in I know, but it, it, She's you know, a, a, a Girl Scout that she just ha- always has one in there. Just, <laughs> just to be prepared. Yeah. Wait always. a minute. I don't like this at all. And just <laughs> got to be prepared. I don't need this. Good. It's a projectile now. And she's going to whip it at Dylan. I need a weapon. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. A soft weapon. and from she, my Okay, body. so she whipped a tampon. Why? Um, well, it's, uh, my buddy had, uh, kind of figured, we were in high school and my buddy, uh, was in a band and he figured out this promotion, uh, place that would always play at the rocket was pretty much scamming all these kids for money. Yeah. What they would do is they would go, uh, it's a battle of the bands. Oh my God. My, my, you know what? $15 my, yes. Yeah. My brother-in-law did this. I know the exact scenario you're talking about. Yeah, yes. exactly. So yes. he, was, he was doing this. He smartened up and he yep. was like, well, fuck these guys. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to fuck. And then he was like, Dylan, you're an asshole. And I was like, yes, I am. He's like, I will give you 16 beers to go here right. and just get drunk. And then we'll say we're a band. And then you just do whatever it is you would like. Well, explain the scam, because I'm, I'm, I'm um, Basically, lost. what they would do is sell tickets for $15, right? Right, And they would promise you $1,000, $2,000 worth of recording time, which right. was just some time in this dude's basement where he yes. had a home recording set up anyway, because he bought it because he was in band. Yeah. And these kids would show up, record their thing, they get a CD. Oh, my God, $2,000. But in reality, um, the winner was always the person who sold the most tickets. Yeah. So if they sell 50 tickets at 15 bucks, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's... Six grand. I don't okay. know the quick math on that, but like it's like six grand. They're already like thrown yeah. They away. would just they would take advantage of people's fans and like keep and keep life. and keep the exactly. money for themselves, and then reward them with overpriced uh, recording time. It would be worth maybe two hundred bucks, but the bands would bring out like a hundred people and they'd <laughs> exactly. fifteen hundred. Exactly. The These places were uh, packed, and yes. like as soon as the as soon as the band with the with the ten year old went in, who's 
dad, parents and all, whatever, could yeah. come to see him. The place would empty out. We were on last because we sold no tickets. And there was this, uh, this Spanish metal band that had went on uh, before us. And uh, they started yelling, play Goldfinger. Um, halfway through a set, uh, so we started singing the song from the James Bond movie Goldfinger acapella. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of course, right? Yeah, Makes they got sense. they got really really pissed and uh, started fucking throwing stuff at us. Right, this one guy came up and he tries to fight us, and he's like yeah. this big. We're like sixteen. This guy's thirty years old and massive, and we're like, oh, what do we do? And just then, uh, beer bottles start throwing by, coming by. So uh, we go to exit the stage. My friend Mike's like, let's get the fuck out of here. I was like, okay. And I looked down next to my left foot, and there was a used tampon there. And oh, I looked so you didn't up. see her take it out. Like, you didn't see her, like, you know, arm herself I with guess it. you could have had just a bunch of used tampons <laughs> in, in a, a Ziploc bag. <laughs> <laughs> I might need these. Like yeah. the Boy Scout theory from earlier. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'll need these ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. She's squeezing the Ziploc bag of tampons like the the evil villain in yeah, the uh, James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'll get you, Dylan Gott. But yeah, then, uh, and then they try, and then they try, <laughs> and they tried to fight us. For a while wow. afterwards, and I was like, "I've already seen your girlfriend's period blood. I think I've, I think I've been thwarted. I think you win. And yeah, exactly. Lose. Yeah. So yeah, I wow. got Yeah, but that was, uh, and then just and other stories of the like. Wow. <laughs> like, uh, just, man. Okay, well, we're almost out of time. We want to make sure we get the dates out. When is the actual fringe play? The dates. Um, the first showing is July. 5th okay at uh 9 30 at the tarragon theater oh that's you got a nice venue yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's in the it's in the solo room yeah yeah so i know only, that room yeah yeah. yeah yeah so it's only like uh it's only 60 people so i'm hoping to pack it out great yeah yeah, yeah. It's and if people great. want information is there a website they can go to or is it just go to the fringe website uh they can go to either dylangott.wordpress.com or they can follow me on twitter at dylangott okay and uh, well, I, I, with two T's, right? Yeah, two yeah. T's. Okay. T-Y-L-A-N. Just, just quickly, I just want to get, what's your, if you could really sum up your opinion about the whole sort of nerd culture wave in comedy? Like, where, where, do, you, where do you stand in that? Do you, do you enjoy it? Or do you think it's a good thing? Or a... I think it's a good thing to a certain extent, but I think a lot of people use it as uh, almost like a scapegoat. Like, well, I guess I'm just too nerdy. That's why I did it. Like, do you put yourself, do you put yourself in that category? Um. No, I guess I I have like I was saying I have all the f- weird uh, social things of a nerd, and then and none of the interests. Oh, okay. So I just I'm a man without a country. Okay, cool. Um, well, yeah, I, yeah. I I look forward to uh, I'm gonna come out and check your uh, your friend show. I look forward to it. Okay, cool. and uh, and and everyone else uh, find out where Dylan God is doing his show during the Toronto Fringe. And uh, thank you very much, Dylan, for uh, coming. Thanks, Dylan. Radio. Oh, yeah. thank you so yeah, much, guys. Thanks, Dylan. Just rolling out of the gutter? No way. Us too. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hi, this is Scott Thompson. You're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM, the home of Dave Martin and the miraculous ginger beard and the invisible Darren Frost. Smoother than a stripper's area. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Okay, we're back from the break, and that was Dylan Gott talking about his fringe play, and the first segment was Darcy Michael. Uh, this week we got some bad news. Um, well, not bad, horrible news, but... Uh, bad for him. Bad for, for the person involved. Uh, comedian Mike McDonald, an icon in Canadian stand-up comedy, has uh, became very ill. Um, I guess he has a contact, a contracted uh, hep C, 
And uh, that's the term, right? Contracted it? It's hepatitis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hepatitis C. And uh, due to that, his liver is uh, very uh, in bad shape. And a bunch of comics are doing a whole bunch of uh, things to try to raise funds for him. Um, there's various websites that are trying to gain uh, funds for him. One of them that I know is going directly to Mike McDonald is GoFundMe.com slash Mike McDonald. That's M-A-C Donald, not M-C. It's M-A-C Donald. Um, so uh, if you're interested and you don't know who Mike McDonald is, you should if you listen to his channel. I know we play him a lot. He's been a stand-up comic for over 30 years. Uh, was one of the first true rock and roll comics in the 80s. Went to the States and kind of made a name for himself. Um, predated Jim Carrey, a lot of other big comics that came out of Canada. He was the one that set the kind of groundwork for a lot of us doing shows in clubs. I don't know if you guys have you ever worked with with him at all. And uh, I have, and I just I, I do remember seeing him uh, as a kid growing up on the uh, on like Canadian talk shows. It was like a Don Heron, who you'd have to look up to know who it was. Who he was. I remember him having Mike McDonald on all the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Mike McDonald has he's almost been to almost every Just for Last festival. He's done a gala there almost every single year. Yeah. I mean, that alone is uh, is impressive. And also, I mean, he's one of the the founders of uh, Canadian stand up comedy, groundbreaking guy. And there's talk about doing something, uh, I mean, I was talking about it a couple days ago to try to get all the comedy clubs in Canada, and I'm not the only one saying it, there's been others as well, to try to pick one day where everyone just donates the door to a fund that can go to Mike, uh, because there's this big misconception in Canada, yes, we do have health care, but we do not get drug care, meaning that if he needs an operation or he's in the hospital, that he doesn't have to pay for that, um, basic care is provided for, but not drugs, and when you have liver failure or problems with your liver, you can have upwards of $5,000 a month and just you know, bills for pills and that kind of stuff. So that's one of the reasons why they're trying to raise some funds at this website, GoFundMe.com. And like I said, I know that I was talking to someone at uh, Just for Last today, and I know that they're going to be doing something in Montreal uh, in regards to trying to raise some money for him. I'm not sure if that involves the, the June 21st date or not, but that is something that they're kind of circling around. And if they do do that on our show, we're going to be bringing up uh, some more updates to let you know what venues. And we're hoping, like we said, right across Canada, they get involved and raise money money for it because regardless of what you like a comic or not uh, when they they lay the groundwork like Mike McDonald has uh, a lot of things don't really matter like some people say to me you know if this comic who I don't like was sick would you do something for him and I would because it is a brotherhood of comics sometimes personal matters and personal issues go out the door when someone is sick and and you want to help them because they're human so if you are interested in helping out go to that website or even shoot Mike McDonald a message on Facebook. I know he's on Facebook, and he's uh, responding to some um, people that are sending messages to him. I know he's reading it. I know that uh, I think in the last couple of years he's found religion as well. So if you want to send out any kind of that stuff to him, I think he would appreciate it. So Yeah, he's found God and stuff. Yeah, well, hopefully that'll help. Did you ever did you ever work with him? Yeah, I've worked with him quite a few times and then seen him at Just for Laughs. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. Like, you've seen him so many times growing right. up and... His name and his famous closing bit. Sure. But it was like a big deal. Like, yeah. Luch will tell the story about how he would be outside the old Yuck Yucks, the one down on Bay Street. Right. And the audience would be lined up. So they should tell you how long it is. Burn. No, just kidding. Yeah. Um, but like <laughs> they could hear like just the crowd going nuts and Crazy. noise yeah. from the last bit. So right. everyone would be like, what's going on in there? Oh, you know? yeah. And everyone would come out all like rock star comedy. Oh, yeah. I mean, his big closer was a thing with a tennis racket. I know it's on YouTube, and you can find it, so you can go check it out just to see the the difference of what stand-up comedy was back in the 80s, what it is to to now. But, uh, 
you know, there's not many comics that stick it, stick it out as long as Mike McDonald has. For various reasons, people stop, and they, whether it's the only thing he can do or not, it doesn't matter. He's still out there, you know, doing shows, and we want him to get healthy to do more shows. So please, uh, you know, give if you can. If you can't, uh, watch some videos at least and send him some uh, well wishes, and that would be great. So uh, I hate to end the show on a bit of a downer, but it is something that's important uh, to all of us at XM Radio, and especially because he is Canadian and we want to keep uh, Canadian comics healthy. So uh, that is the show. Um, this week, I uh, want to thank uh, Darcy Michael and Dylan Gott for being here and our co-host, Christine Von Hagen. Yes. Good uh, in the next couple of weeks, is there anywhere you're going to be that you can push? I'm going to be in Niagara Falls this weekend. Nice. And then Mississauga the following weekend. Ooh, the oh, double yeah. Yeah. I know. Wow, a lot of, a lot of Dave, where are you going to be? Uh, well, I'm I'm actually doing the uh, the big the the gig that you were complaining about at the beginning Ooh. of the show. I'm going nice. I'm going to be uh, uh, in Barry at ten o'clock at a place called Dooley's. Yeah, uh, uh, where the I, stakes do comedy. <laughs> It's the shittiest poster. That, anyway, <laughs> I was not getting into that, but yeah. uh, I will be there this uh, this weekend. And uh, but I'm sure there's a better place that you can come and see me sometime. But uh, that's where I'll be. You can okay. find me there. And uh, July 12th to 14th, uh, the Gray Bruce Comedy Festival, sponsored by SiriusXM, is the festival that I put on every single year. It's now three days. There's a website, graybrucecomedyfestival.com. Check it out if you live up north in either Owen Sound, Port Elgin, or Hanover area. There's shows in your towns. And also on August 5th or 4th, I believe August 4th in. Bancroft. I'm doing a special show. I'll talk more about that. Uh, anyways, that is everything. Uh, thanks to everyone at the show, Victoria, for making us sound good, and Frank, our producer, for pushing the buttons. And uh, that's it. Until next week. Where can we find you, Darren? Uh, nowhere. Comedyhor.com. Sure. All right. And Dave Martin World, where can we find you, Christine? ChristineVonHagen.com. Oh. And iTunes. Yep. Don't puke on yourself. Good night, everybody. <laughs>